Welcome in, everyone, to the first episode of the Mayor's Council from the Rasslin' Brothers podcast. I want to welcome in the mayor uh, of Greenbottom, West Virginia, first of all, uh, Christopher Scruggs. What's going on, brother? Oh, not much, man. Just uh, glad to be here. Glad to be talking some NXT with you. And uh, super excited to to talk a little bit about what I've seen with NXT. It's a side of uh, WWE that I really hadn't watched much until here uh, here recently. Very, very exciting stuff, of course. Like you mentioned, this is a strictly NXT show uh, company, of course, based out of Winter Park, Florida. Uh, they do a lot of their shows uh, at the Full Sail University. And, of course, everything's based out of the WWE Performance Center down in Orlando. Uh, so they're they're pretty much home in Florida. Uh, what used to be Florida Championship Wrestling is now NXT. And, uh, Christopher, you have, like you said, you've gotten some – You've gotten some stuff to watch, and you've watched a few episodes now. So what are your you know, initial – give me just some initial summaries of what you really feel like the product brings to us as fans. So the thing that I like most about NXT is I've watched uh, several of the episodes since the last takeover, probably four or five, and you don't open the show – with a 20-minute promo of Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, or whoever standing in the ring gapping about God knows what. It, I mean, we start out the show with a match. We get right into the action. Some good wrestling. Some good wrestling, which that's why that's why we all tune in to Monday Night Raw and, and SmackDown. We want to see wrestling. We don't want to see Triple H running his big mouth or Stephanie or whoever, right? We want to see some wrestling. And, and that's what I like most. And it's amazing the amount of action that they're able to pack into an hour. But they're still able to tell just as good a story, if not better in some cases, uh, without two hours of weekly programming or three hours a week. And, and you get to see, you get to see who's going to get called up. I mean, it, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot to be able to tell. Who's got what it takes and who doesn't? Uh, you know, I have been a huge fan of NXT. You know, of course, I've been bugging you to, you know, to tune in like we are now for a while. And, and you know, for the most part, I feel like, you know, you and, and Josh and the other brothers, you know, we all tune in for the big takeovers. Um, I, and that, that's something that I want to bring up. You know, takeovers, of course, started back in February of 2014 uh, with the initial uh, takeover arrival. Uh, with your headlining match of Bo Dallas and Neville. Um, yeah. And uh, I know, you know, you've gone back and I know you've watched a lot of the takeovers. Um, let's talk about that. What do you think the takeovers bring that the pay-per-views are not? Uh, again, it's, it's uh, you know, very similar to, um, to the actual weekly NXT shows, man. You get right into the action. It's good, uh, hard not hardcore like Mick, Mick Foley hardcore, but I mean, it's, it's good hardcore wrestling. It's, I guess the best way to describe it is these guys are hungry, right? They want to get to Monday night raw or they want to get to SmackDown. They're hungry. So they're putting it all on the line every week, every takeover, because they know if one bad show, one bad match. And they're, they're going back to wrestling and volunteer fire departments. And we saw just that, um, Back in May 
in Chicago at Takeover Chicago with Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne. I mean, I, I cannot say enough about that match, Christopher. And, and I know that you know you are newer to the UK guys, but when you saw that match. I know you were just as excited as I was, and uh, you know I'm 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 excited about what the future has in store with wrestling. You know we we talk about it all the time. You know wrestling has never been better, and and it's a lot of because of brands like NXT and what they bring. Absolutely, uh, you know if you watch uh, much Raw, much SmackDown at all, um, let's let's talk about the guys that are the the main focus on those shows. Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, um, Big E, Neville on 205 Live. Bray Wyatt. Uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, who was Husky Harris, and then yes. comes back to, yeah, comes back to NXT and reinvents himself as Bray Wyatt. Um, who, who, I, who else am I forgetting? Well, I, mean, I mean, you got guys like, and, and something that we don't talk about is the guys that don't necessarily come out and make it. Guys like, you know, Fandango, uh, who was not Fandango <laughs> in NXT, but uh, he started at NXT, made his way up, uh, didn't really work out. Bo Dallas, another guy that, you know, of course, I, I'm a biggest Bo Dallas fan you'll ever see, but it just doesn't, you know, didn't work when he came. Right. And, um, but, you know, but point being, point being, all those guys that we just named, they started in NXT, and and now, now they're the main. Now, you know, for the most part, those guys are mainstays, main event, uh, you know, A grade players on on Raw or SmackDown, whichever brand they're on right now. Oh, absolutely. Sammy Sammy Zayn's another one. Uh, you know, you've got. I don't know if Zayn will ever be a world champion, but you certainly have got a guy that can chase or any belt and grab people's interest because of his work in the ring. Well, and let's not forget um, who fought Seth Rollins for the very first ever NXT championship. That would be our new WWE champion, Jinder Mahal. Very true. So the history is very deep, and the roots are very deep with NXT uh, and with what they bring to television and what they bring to pay-per-views with takeovers. And, you know, the good and the bad guys. It's amazing that they've been able to do that in such a short amount of time. Yeah, I mean, we're talking three years. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You're, you're talking, what, three, four years here probably? I mean, NXT essentially on television launched with the network in February of 14. Uh, you know, they were on Hulu and had a really good run on Hulu. They had a couple of years on there, and um, I found out about them, you know, right before they launched on the network. I think I found out about them late in 2013. and. Right. um that's when I really started really paying attention. Uh, and then, of course, you know, we got to witness the greatness that was NXT ourselves uh, back in 2015. We saw probably <laughs> one of the coolest – I mean, talk about it, man. I mean, we saw the yeah. stars of tomorrow right we did. in front of us. In Columbus, we saw Enzo, Cass, and Carmella uh, in NXT. We saw – man, we saw it. Ben we Bauer. saw Charlotte and Sasha Banks tear the house down. Yeah, we down. saw we Charlotte saw... And, and Sasha Banks tear the house down. We saw the, the main event was Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, and uh, Samoa Joe. And in a three-way. In a three-way for the title. I thought it was a, I thought it was a fatal four-way. I, I don't know. Uh, they had been running fatal four-ways with Tyler Breeze uh, leading right. up to that house show. And uh, Breeze wasn't even on the show. Mm-mm. 
Uh, yeah, he oh, wasn't even on the show. Jason Jordan, they were really pushing uh, his tag team gimmick before he really picked up uh, Chad Gable. He had a singles match as well. Um, And just overall great show. You know, it was in uh, in a really cool venue, really smaller venue. Yeah, in Columbus. That place was alive. It it was packed. We uh, we went to that bar across the street before the show where that weirdo started following us around. Oh, man, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which we could do a whole podcast episode just on that. But uh, yeah, absolutely. If you're out there listening somehow to this, um, I don't even know what to say cre- to that dude. He's, he's just yeah. weirdo. We'll just call him weirdo. Yeah. We, we kind of creeped you out. I like, I, I like to drink and you made me drink more than I like to drink just so that I could like keep Tolerate. my, comfort. yeah. Yeah. So, um, we yeah, were sitting at that and, bar just chilling, having a good time, man, in the line for an NXT show. I wish I could remember the name of the building that was in in Columbus, but the line was seriously two or three blocks long. I, I want to say that it was the um, – oh, I don't even remember that. I'm not even going to attempt to remember the name. Uh, yeah. But it, like you said, it was a smaller venue. I remember taking a picture of the uh, billboard um, yeah. when when we went up and – and you know, and you think about that, dude. I mean that that was two years ago, two years right. ago, and almost all, to the day. And all of the people that we mentioned that we just saw, all of them are up. All of them are up, and all of them are are top of the card people. Well, except uh, Simon Gotch, the Vaudevillains were there, and uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Not for those guys. So, um, but, uh, and then we also saw Dana Brooke. Um, we saw Dana Brooke wrestle that night. Um, did? She came out and wrestled Emma. Mm. It was uh, early on in the night. and In fact, it was a really quick match. I think it was maybe two minutes. Maybe I'd gone to pee or something. Bitch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it was only two minutes long. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it was a really long match. But overall, you know, like I said, you cannot beat that experience. And I think, uh, what I pay? Oh, $20 it, for those standing yeah, only? Yeah, dude, it was... It was great. It was uh, we went to Money in the Bank the next night, and that was a, that was a great show. But the uh, the NXT uh, show was I don't want to say that it was better, um, a better show, but it, I think it was a better experience. Uh, it was a much more the, intimate experience. You could definitely make the case that yeah. uh, it was it was on tap to you know have a very much better you know, show than money in the bank. Like oh, I said, yeah. I'm, I'm not taking anything away from money in the bank. I still really, really enjoyed, uh, money in the bank. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it was a really good show and, and we had a really good time man. that was a really fun weekend of wrestling. Um, in fact, that might be the last pay-per-view we've been to together. Has it? Is that mm-hmm. sadly? Yeah, I think it was. That was, uh, yeah, that was 2015. So yeah, that, that had to be the last one. Sadly, and I hit two, two big pay per views that year. Josh and I hit Royal Rumble fifteen, and then we saw, of course, Money in the Bank. Right? Yeah, you did. You guys went to that was Philly, wasn't it? It was in Philly. Yeah, they're actually having Battleground. That's actually where Battleground is. But uh, you guys we, saw a hell of a you guys saw a hell of a main event at that Rumble. That was uh, oh my a gosh, John Cena, Seth Rollins, and Lesnar. 
Yeah, and, it was it uh, was really it was really Rollins kind of uh, becoming a mega star that night. I think. Oh, he that was his was made... that was his breakout match because he did yeah. the did he do a shooting star press to the outside on the table? No, he did the Phoenix Splash to end the match. Phoenix Splash, yeah. And then Brock jumped in and pinned Cena for the yeah. uh, for the win. Right. Yes. And he hasn't done that move really since. I mean, he's kind of really abandoned that move. Well, he's, well, he's had, what, two knee surgeries since yeah. then? So, yeah, the high flying yeah. is pretty much done with him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, honestly, man, you know, getting back into it, we got off a little to- off topic a little bit there. But we, we went down a tangent there, but still We did, we did. You know, great stuff and, and a great experience. And I can't tell you enough – how much fun NXT shows are, whether, you know, it comes to your hometown, whether you get to go to a takeover. Uh, I have been to both, and I got to tell you, I had an absolute blast every single second. Um, Now that I look back, man, I've seen a lot of NXT shows in a really, really short time. Um, I've actually seen two this year, uh, one, two, three, three this year um, alone. I uh, saw one in January in Louisville, Kentucky, um, which was incredible. Uh, I saw another one in May. Uh, and, of course, I can't forget to mention, you know, of course I was in attendance for NXT TakeOver Orlando with one of the best matches of the year in the Revival, uh, AOP, um, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, uh, DIY, of course, and um, there was another team involved, wasn't it? Or was just tri- I think it was just Triple Threat. Um, yeah, might have been. And the Revival—that's who else was in it. The Revival, of course. Um, Which what an incredible Cody match! Cody Rhodes is not a fan of the Revival. Well, the Young Bucks and the Revival have this little thing going on uh, online, and uh, you know I'm not going to really take sides. I like both tag teams a lot, and. Um, you know, I think I think it's legit heat. I think they legit don't really like each other, and um, they're really playing it up on Twitter. And you know, if you want to follow that, they always have shots at each other. And of course, Cody just absolutely tearing into them. Yeah, it was kind of weird for me to see Stardust say the word "fuck." And yeah, I was, it was right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Which I mean that that ought to tell you what Vince McMahon does to people. I look at I look at a performer like Cody Rhodes, and I remember Stardust. Well, I'll I'll tell you, um, I'm excited because he's coming back. You mark my words, he's coming back. Oh yeah, and, you know, and he'll go through NXT just like Rude's doing now, and McIntyre and those guys coming back. And, and he's, I don't know if he'll do that. I don't know if he'll do that. I think. If, if they bring Cody back, which it, I don't know in which circumstance if they really would, um, but if he comes back, he's got to go back to the main roster and he's got to, like, show up and, like, just shock the world. Like, it's got to be a situation like with the Hardys where it makes it to the point where he doesn't look like he's ever coming back and then they bring him back. That's that's going to be the only way they're going to be able to make that happen. Um no, but I, no, see, in today's I, I day and age, through. of course, you know, everything leaks, but. Right. Well, see, now I figured he would come back through NXT just because, you know, Dusty was, was a big part of NXT for a long time. And so I figured they might try to do something like that. Although well, they might, but, but you know how personal he is. You know how 
protective he is. You know, he doesn't he he's a Rhodes. You know, he's very proud of his, his of his pedigree, but he also wants he also protects it a lot, and he also you know is very fragile when it comes to that kind of thing. And uh, very true. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if they brought him back, it, in my opinion, I think they should just take him straight to the main roster, especially. Now that you can really see, I think the biggest thing that's really hurting him is he's wrestling so much now that he's he's going to injure himself or he's going to hurt himself to the point where he's going to have to be out for a long period of time, and it's going to cool him down. Well, that's what happened to him at WWE. That he, you know, he'd get white hot and then he'd get hurt. He'd break his nose or his wrist or his leg or you know right. whatever. Uh, yeah, so I think he has trouble um, channeling that buzz and uh and and i think he's done well with this though um you know i watched his match um this past a week ago today uh, against uh okada at the g1 usa special on uh, access tv uh it was the first time new japan had been in the usa i think ever i think they've been once or twice but it was the first time in a very very long time uh, out in long beach california and uh, him and okada tore the house down of course he you know lost of course but uh it was still a great match, and Cody has really, really blossomed. It's 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 really cool to see. But dude, I'm I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a roadblock up here because this is an NXT show, and we've talked this about is. everything. But a this fu- is fucking NXT, and we're so, f- fifteen minutes in here. Right? So let's 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 pause here well, and remind and before, the folks where they can follow us uh, because you have some new news there. So you want to start that off? I do. I have I have a new. Twitter handle that is totally dedicated to the Rasslin Brothers podcast and the NXT show. Uh, I'm going to be mainly focusing my efforts and my attention on NXT from now on. Uh, although I'll still be on the pay-per-view recaps if my old ass can stay awake and watch the pay-per-views. <laughs> well, we'll count but on I you do, for that. And, yeah, I do have a new Twitter handle. So if I am lucky enough to have you following me from this podcast my new twitter handle is at rasslin mayor so it's at w-r-a-s-s-l-i-n-m-a-y-o-r at rasslin so you know it's a solid name man i like that ah thank you thank you very much shout out to all the other great mayors out there shout out Derek montia the mayor of Reseda. Absolutely, Captain Caveman. Shout out to him. That's right, and, man. And and speaking of Captain Caveman, if you have Twitter and you have not blocked Kalisto, shame on you. Shame on shame, you. Shame, shame, shame on you. Shame on you. Of course, you can follow uh, the Doctor of Juggonomics, the friendly friend of a friend, Christopher's brother, at WV304 in Kiowa. You can send him your favorite Samoa Joe pictures um, and also your favorite um, quotes from horrible movies. He loves to hear those. Um, Absolutely. And speaking of, speaking of him, when was the last time that little prick was on a podcast? He was on last episode. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was. All right, well, Josh, I apologize for getting on you about not being on the podcast, but you're still a prick. There you go. Mayor's Council. You can follow us on Twitter, at Rasslin Brother, because Christopher? It's Rasslin Brother. That's right, and we're here talking about NXT. Of course, you can follow me at IamWillWV on Twitter, but all roads lead to at Rasslin Brother on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on iTunes. Subscribe. 
give us a review follow us on anywhere that podcasts are available you'd be really helping us out shooting us a like shooting us a review shooting us a listen everything counts and yeah and if you got feedback on the show i don't even if i don't even care if it's to say you guys suck shoot us a line let's i mean let's i want to we want to hear from you guys what do you guys want to hear Twitter impressions up absolutely absolutely so so will let's 20 minutes let's, in let's, 20 let's, minutes let's in let's we're finally going to get to it yeah we're finally going to get to it so uh, I'm going to go in a complete opposite order than what uh, I thought I was going to go in. Uh, watching some NXT, just watched this week's show, uh, and they they threw me a tease for next week and first NXT podcast, and I'm already intrigued as to what's going to happen next week on NXT. That's why it's great television. It is. It is. Uh, you're gonna have to help me with the name here. Uh, is uh, what's his name from the tag team? I just drew a blank. Johnny Gargano. We're gonna get Gargano. We're gonna hear from Gargano. Yeah, of course, from DIY. The first time, yeah, the, for the first time since Takeover, Gargano and I apologize for losing the name is gonna come back and tell us his point of view on what happened. Absolutely. So Johnny Gargano, of course. Uh, members of DIY with Tommaso Ciampa and at uh, NXT TakeOver Chicago, the tag team championship match main evented the pay-per-view, which was one of the cool things about NXT TakeOver Chicago. And uh, at the end of that pay-per-view, for those that have not seen it, Tommaso would turn on his partner in crime, Johnny Gargano, and he would throw him in to the stage. He would throw him everywhere and then jump off the stage into a couple tables and then sit on the table like a psycho killer watching them put him up on a stretcher and roll him out of the building. Dude, he didn't just turn on him. He turned him every which way but upright. It's very much a sad, sad, sad storyline. Lots of people crying uh, in our our apartment and uh, also in the building as well. Dude, it was was brutal. It was brutal. And I want to hear what Gargano's got to say. And we, we hadn't heard much from Ciampo since then, have we? No, they're both hurt. I think they're both legitimately hurt. I think they both beat the living crap out of each other. I don't know and, how they um, could be after that. So here's here's a fun bullet point, and I have no idea if this is real, uh, you know, real or part of the storyline. So at my show, May the 18th, which was two days before TakeOver Chicago in Cincinnati, um, Ciampa turned his ankle at the house show. And I think he legitimately might be hurt uh, and was hurt. Uh, they canceled the match real quick and then had an impromptu match, which seemed like it was part of the show, but I don't think it was. So I think that's where the injury started. And then I think he still wrestled on it on, on that upcoming Saturday night and really, really got, you know, really hurt his leg. So I know Chompas is a legit injury. I think they just kept Gargano off to sell the right. breakup. Uh, but man, I got to tell you, those are going to be some powerful words next week. I'm interested to hear what Gargano says, and I really hope he doesn't go too sappy. I think, I think he will, I think he'll do a really good job kind of getting his, you know, what he has to say out there. And, uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear what's, what, what's coming up. Yeah, he, he better come out. I mean, he's, he's got to be, you know, emotionally hurt. And, uh, so he's got to convey that, but he's got to be madder than hell. 
and I want to find out. I want to hear how mad is he. So we have talked about that big part of the show uh, was the breakup. But another big part of that show was Bobby Roode. And uh, this past week on NXT, we saw Bobby Roode defend the NXT Championship on episode 400 of NXT yeah, uh, against Roderick Strong. And, uh, you know, they've been doing a really cool introspective on Roddy Strong the last couple of weeks. We've gotten to know his new family. We've gotten to know his crazy strong MMA fighter wife uh, who just birthed a son uh, of his named Troy. And uh, we're it, learning you know, all thought, about Roddy Strong. And uh, Is that his wife or is that just his average fiancé? No, that's his wife, or it's his fiance, okay, or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his fiance. Average, yes. Average hot fiance. Okay. Yeah. Um, she she is part Putting of Bobby Ronda. Rude, by the way. Well, she she is part of Ronda Rousey's uh, Four Horsewomen. Okay. Uh, that's where she. That's actually how they met was through Ronda Rousey and that crew that came to wrestling. They used to come to PWG shows, and uh, Roddy Strong was, of course, the PWG champion. You know, Pro Wrestling Gorillas based out of L.A., out of, uh, you know, Reseda, California. But uh, a little, again, getting off topic there. But what did you think about this match, brother? I know you just watched it, so you're nice and fresh. Yeah. I know you didn't like the finish, but what did you I, like about this match? I didn't quite like the finish, but but I don't want the finish to spoil the whole match because it was a great match. And uh, one thing that I picked up on, really really quick was Bobby Roode is ready for the main roster he's beyond ready for the main roster Bobby yeah. Roode is a top card performer on the main roster um, he's got the physique he's got the attitude he can sell he can he can work his skill he's got the power I mean he's, he's, he's he is the uh, to, to you know I guess you use a wrestling cliche. He's got the total package, you know, and uh, I, I'm not crazy about his finisher. I, I think it works for his gimmick, but uh, I thought it was, a, I thought it was a pretty good match and uh, strong definitely gained some major, major baby face. Points. Did all that with the, the really personal look at strong's life, beating addiction and, how wrestling saved his life and all of that. And then, uh, you know, he worked, he worked the baby face in this match. Great. He took his ass weapons and then he spurt back with some big moves. I love his backbreakers. His backbreakers are phenomenal. Oh, so it's he, incredible. And that finisher. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. And, uh, he, uh, yeah, he, he took an L, but I don't think it's the end for strong. He'll he'll get another shot at Rude, or he'll get a shot at whoever beats Rude, because I don't think Rude's got too much longer in NXT. I mean, he's better than a lot of the guys on, on Raw or SmackDown. So I've got to interrupt you here, and I'm going to get off topic again, but I've got to mention um, I'm currently watching Evolve '88, which uh, is an independent wrestling promotion. Uh, a guy that we had on the show just a couple of weeks ago, Anthony Henry, who we just interviewed. Uh, on the show, just won the Evolve Tag Team Champions Championship. Excuse me. Uh, so shout out to James Drake and Anthony Henry. 
winning the Evolve Tag Team Championships from Jaka and Chris Dickinson of Catchpoint. So shout out to shout out to Anthony Henry, James Drake, dude, for you know, they were yeah, just at the awesome. WVCW show. Man. To those guys. Yeah. 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 Um, so back inside NXT, we've talked about DIY. We've talked about Bobby Roode and Roddy yep. Strong. Let's get into some of the meat of NXT. Some of the guys that are ready for that top spot that Bobby Roode currently uh, has in NXT. Um, I'm going to throw out some I- names here, Christopher, and I kind of want you to just kind of tell me what you think of these guys or if you've heard of them. Um. What do you think about old Oni Lorkin? Ooh, I think old Lorkin, he he pissed off the wrong Oriental guy. That <laughs> dude, that fat fist that he used to break uh, a Tommy's nose uh, two weeks ago that was that was hard to watch. I mean, uh, uh, Ronaldo, Percy Watson, those guys were on the on the announcer uh, announce table, they were like, well, his, his nose might be broken. Might hell. Do you see how much that thing was bleeding? It's broke. Dude, it was, was broke. That thing was uh, beyond broke. That thing was just shattered. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, a Tommy come back out and finish the match and wrestled this week. So, you know, and, and now that we've talked about a Tommy, I just want to address what I've heard. I've heard that, you know, backstage, Atami is not very happy with WWE, and um, I'm hearing that think, when his contract expires, that he's going back to Japan. Is what I'm hearing. I can I can see that. I can see that. Uh, I I could uh, now that you say that, thinking back on on the matches that I've seen of his, I could kind of pick up on that a little bit with just some of his body language. I could see that. I mean, this guy was a New Japan superstar, was he not? He was the superstar. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, he was the guy that, that they counted on a lot. And um, he was – he's had a really tumultuous run in NXT, and I, and I hate it for him because, you know, he's, a lot of the guys – Every time he kinda, turns around, he gets hurt. Well, he's the kind of the guy – he's kind of – it's worse than Bailey's situation. You know, Bailey was there and then got her call up. Uh, you know, Tommy was in the shit. I mean, he's the one that introduced Balor to us. Um, right. And then, you know, when he got hurt, you know, that shoulder injury really put him down. And then to come back and re-injure the exact same one uh, really put him really put him back, too. I mean, he was oh, pretty yeah. much off television for two years. It's hard yeah, to come it back. Is. It's At his oh, age, you know, he's, 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 he's getting up there in age. So He's got a nice scar on that shoulder. Uh, you know, you can see it plain as day on TV. Uh, so... Oh, who else? Who else you got? What, what's the so? Up? Speaking of Adeo Atami again, um, are you a fan of Cassius Ono? Oh no! I don't. You know, I've only seen Ono once, and uh, where I've really paid attention, and that was the tag match this week. So uh, they were calling him the Knockout Artist. So I'm, I'm certainly interested to see a little more of him. So Cassius Ono was on the independent scene as a guy known as Chris Hero. And um, okay. he initially was in NXT with the same name he has now. Um, back in 2012, 2013, he left and went on an indie run and came back a little heavier. He used to be very skinny in shape. Now he's a little bit heavy. Um, nope. 
And his gimmick is really cool. I love the jerseys, the gear. Uh, yeah, I his, love the retro uh, jerseys for every you know every place he goes. He's got a different one. Yeah, he, he was wearing the uh, retro magic jersey uh, last week. I like that. Uh, and his music is awesome. Uh, you know, he's he hasn't really done anything singles wise. You know, he was in the uh, six man tag match at NXT Takeover Orlando uh, against Sanity, and then I don't know that he had a match at Takeover Chicago. I don't. I don't remember seeing him take over. So the next person I want to talk about is the woman that can't be beat, Asuka. Yeah. Dude, she's she's on a hell of a run. We've seen Asuka in person, have we not? We have. She come to Charleston, West Virginia. She was there for the house show. Yeah. Yeah, she was. They had a, what was it, a, a six-woman or eight-woman match, and she was she was part of that. She was indeed. She was in part of that big match. It was a big cluster, you know what. Yeah. And, uh, and her move set, her move set in that match was completely different than what I've seen from her in NXT. Oh yeah, she was very she was very toned down when we saw her in Charleston. Yeah. But I tell you, man, she uh, it's hard to deny what she does in the ring. I mean, she's incredible in the ring. Uh her, her uh, last woman standing match with uh, with Nikki Cross was incredible. Yes, yes, it was incredible, man. Dude, they went eighteen minutes, eighteen almost yeah. nineteen minutes. Incredible. It was incredible. Uh, good match. Now, now, Oscar. There was a, a time where Cross power bombed Oscar on a pile of chairs outside the ring. Oh my god. Oscar didn't do a good job of tucking her chin for that power bomb. Her head bounced off that ramp like a uh, like a basketball. And I thought for sure she was going to be bleeding or knocked herself out. But that, that was a hell of a match. I, so worried. many good spots in that match. So many oh, there was a ones. ton of good spots in that match, man. Um, ton of good spots. Uh, I'm worried though. Oscar's biggest uh, obstacle is the language barrier. Uh, because her English is not very good, so it's not like she can, you know, cut a promo to help her fans relate to her. She's going to have to totally be sold uh, either via in-ring work or, you know, they're going to have to give her a mouthpiece. No, 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 I've got it. She's a Paul but, Heyman girl. You know what? That's a that's a great idea. I kind of kind of had that idea. Dude, how that's- incredible would it be to see Asuka... Uh, open her matches with ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's a good point. But I think for her to make it on the main roster, she's going to have to have a, a mouthpiece and a good one. Uh, she's got to. It's got to have to happen. Yeah. So I think Heyman's the man, dude. I think he's got to be. He's already on Raw, dude. Put Oscar on Raw. The women, they need another strong woman on there. They do. They uh, do. Throw Oscar up there. Hell, let her take the NXT belt with her for a little bit. Fuck, I don't. I mean, yeah, Owens did it. Right. Yeah, Owens did it. And uh, there, I don't. You know, I've only seen a couple, one or two women's match matches in NXT, and I, I don't, I don't know if there's somebody ready to take her spot or not. Speaking of but Owens, yeah. I got his Blu-ray today. 
documentary. I am so stoked to watch it. Nice. And speaking of Owens, I'm reading on Twitter that uh, he's missing some hardware after all. Uh, yes. So, yeah, that was kind of something that we probably uh, will cover on the next episode, but I'm sure we can talk. Let's talk about it now. AJ Styles, your new U.S. heavyweight champion. Of course, this show is all about NXT, but NXT wouldn't be possible without WWE. So, AJ Styles, your new U.S. heavyweight champion, happened at MSG. Yep. Yep. So that's, annual uh, summer house show. They always run a house show in the summer and right before Christmas at MSG. And they're always special shows. This one, I guess, they went all out for. I'm interested to see if they do camera work, if they're going to show the video on somewhere on the network or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that Owens is not in some sort of trouble. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that they just did this because it was a, you know, Madison Square Garden. I think Owens wins it back at Battleground. Probably. Probably does. He, I mean, he's, he's a legit performer. So, so, all right, all right. Let's all get right. back. Let's, let's get, get back. back. We'll come back. Yeah. Uh, Asuka. Uh, we've talked about Asuka. Ember Moon, a, a woman that had the championship in the bag at um, TakeOver Orlando until heel Asuka hit the scene, threw the ref into the ropes, which subsequently threw her off the top rope, giving Asuka the win. Um, ever since we've seen a heel Asuka, who of course hasn't lost, but Ember Moon, what have you seen and liked about Ember Moon? Don't, haven't seen much of her, don't know enough about her to, to say anything. She has an awesome finishing move. She does like a spinning stone cold stunner off the top rope. Okay. So you're going to have to look into her. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Let's talk about it. That's the name that I was hoping we're going to say the Drew chosen McIntyre, a guy who I think is ready for that NXT championship. Yes, that's what I, exactly what I was going to say. There is your heir apparent to Bobby Roode. And I'll tell you something, man. You know, McIntyre, we all know he was in the WWE for a while, uh, went to TNA, did the indie thing. Now he's back in NXT. Dude. McIntyre is a huge motherfucker. Oh, he's a big guy. I didn't realize he was that big before. He's a big guy. And and I really like the gimmick they're going with, kind of like the Game of yes. Thrones, kind of Dragon Slayer. I, I love it. I, I, I think it's going to really, really pay dividends for him. I, I saw him at WrestleMania weekend. The craziest thing about Drew McIntyre, I saw him at Evolve 80, I saw him, you know, at a couple of indie shows uh, over WrestleMania weekend, and he was actually pulled out of one that I was supposed to go to because of his appearance at NXT. And, dude, Evolve 80, he put Matt Riddle through a table, giving him a pile driver off the apron. Holy shit. I mean, McIntyre has upped his game to a level at which – we can only hope leads to the NXT championship. And just like you yeah. said, his matches are on another level now. Oh, they, they are, man. And, and, uh, he is, he's, he's such a big fucking guy. And I, I can't figure out why WWE covered him up 
you know, the way they did before he left the first time. But they didn't know what to do with him. No, they did. They did. And man, he's he's on fire right now. I think that's your heir apparent to, to Bobby Roode. Absolutely. I can't say enough about how awesome the return of Drew McIntyre has been. Uh, another guy that I saw live and in person back in May up in Highland Heights in Cincinnati took on the Velveteen Dream, who will be my next person. Um, Velveteen Dream, also known as Patrick Clark, former uh, competitor on the WWE show Tough Enough, yeah. has now taken on this new Velveteen Dream character who seems like a cross between Jimi Hendrix and Gold Dust. What do you think about this guy? Well, I was going to, you know, I, I can see that mix. I, I was going to say he reminds me of a cross between Dave Chappelle's impersonation of Prince and Rick James. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, this, another big hulking guy. He's got to be 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, yeah, and in amazing, immaculate shape. Absolutely. And, uh, dude, that, that elbow off the top rope, that's the closest thing to Macho Man I've seen since Macho Man. Yeah, I mean, it looks he, good. It does. It looks real good. Uh, haven't heard him talk yet. Um, so I'm really interested to, once they do put a mic in his hand, hear what he's got to say. But just his size and, and his athleticism in the ring has got to catch your eye. I saw him twice this year. He fought Drew McIntyre in May, and I saw him have an amazing match with the next guy that we're going to talk about, the leader of sanity, Eric Young. What do you think about old EY? Yeah, EY. Now, now EY was in TNA, was he not? He was, and he had his own television show on uh, yeah. Animal Planet. No shit, are you yeah, serious? Yeah, he did. He did. He had a little nature show uh, on Animal Planet. It was awesome. I, I, it, the name is escaping me. I'm sure we'll hear about it on Twitter for forgetting the name. Um, this, is, this is this is totally random, but when you said he had his own nature show in my head, I heard, I'm Brian Fellow. <laughs> Brian Fellow. Yeah. That tree yeah, is talking um, to me. Eric. Yeah, that tree. <laughs> uh, oh gosh, we're so random. Yeah, uh, we're now, not Eric, funny now, at all. The last time, nah, the last time that I saw him on TV and TNA, he didn't have any tats, and he had this weird like uh, country boy inbred gimmick going on, I believe. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, now seeing him in NXT, it's kind of. You know, it's like I'm trying to get used to it. But he was good in TNA. Um, so I don't know that I've seen enough of him to know what he's really bringing to the table. I but think I he's another guy. I think he's another guy that you can look at um, in the mix for the NXT title. I don't think I would hi- hold him as high regard as McIntyre yet. I think he's still feeling out the WWE way, and I think he's still feeling out. You know, they kind of need him right now. You know, for namesake. Um, oh, absolutely. Down there. And, uh, you know, his group has been really cool. I think he's better than everyone in his group. I don't know about maybe Dane. Uh, him and Dane are probably a toss up. Uh, Killian right. Dane, who's a massive man. Um, but, you know, the collective 
uh, of him, Wolf, Dane, and Nikki Cross, um, and formerly Sawyer Fulton. I don't know what has ever happened to him. I think they've just abandoned him being there. Um, yeah. Has turned out to do pretty well, and and you know Sanity got pretty good pops in Orlando. Any, anywhere that I went, they've been received very well. Um, people like their, you know, mystique and, and, and what they bring to the table. It's kind of something new, and I hope that they build on it and evolve on it. But um, I definitely could see Eric Young stepping up. And, and I really wish, like, NXT would do what they did with the NXT women's division a couple of years ago and just keep having these guys in four-way matches, you know, and let's see who's the best guy. Let's see who can go out there and kick somebody's ass. You know, you've got guys like Bobby Roode, Roddy Strong, Drew McIntyre, and Eric Young. You throw those four guys in a match, and you're going to see fireworks. You take out one of those guys and add Hideo Itami, you're going to see fireworks. You take out one of those guys and add anybody that we've talked about tonight, and you're going to see a great match. So that's what NXT does best, is they're able to bring their talent together, and they're able to have these moments, like what you saw a couple years ago in Brooklyn, with Sasha Banks and Bailey when Bailey won the title and was one of the coolest moments in wrestling um, when all four horsewomen came out and celebrated in the ring. Do you remember that? I do remember that. So NXT is, is nowhere short of delivering these amazing emotional moments, and, and I'm so excited because, you know, they've turned a corner. They're giving us these new graphics. The new intro is awesome. The new theme song is cool. You know, they have the talent. They're touring the United States. They're touring the U.K. People know who these guys are. Let's build it even more. I'm not saying go to two hours a week, but they definitely need to look at maybe going – live every Wednesday yeah I don't know I, I don't want to see him expand the show I don't want to see him go to two hours a week because it's one of the things that I like about NXT is they pack so much action in and out uh, just me just one man just my opinion but a live show I think that would be uh, interesting be a lot of pressure on those guys and and uh that's the developmental league as yeah. pro, and I don't, you know, I don't know if you can do that on live TV quite as well as you can the way they're doing it now. And they're not doing takes or anything. you know, it's not like they're stopping and being like, whoa, 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 that clothesline didn't look good. Um, but so much that can happen on live TV. Yeah, I like, so, I like NXT. I really do. So we're coming to the end of episode one here for the Mayor's Council, and we want to thank you guys for sticking around, listening to us uh, yammer about everything, sometimes but NXT. Uh, We've had a really good show, and and I'm really excited, like you said, about what's to come uh, with, you know, next week we get to hear from Johnny Gargano. We'll hear about the fallout from the Bobby Roode-Roderick Strong match. Maybe get some, shed some light on Brooklyn, uh, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. And, um, you know, do you have any final closing comments for us, Mayor? I do. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing this every week. It took us a long time to, to get here in Mainland because I was busy with work and all kinds of other stuff. But we're going to do this every week. It's going to be a weekly thing. And NXT Brooklyn, all roads to me lead to Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Roode. 
Dude, that's something that that should be on a SummerSlam card. Think about that. Not well, it technically will be. <laughs> yeah, technically. It'll be in the night before. Shouldn't be yeah. any technicalities to it. Well, I, 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 like you, am excited about things to come. NXT, of course, you can catch it on the WWE Network every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. And, of course, you can find the takeovers are all available in the archives. Of course, we want to thank you for listening to our show from the Wrestling Brothers Podcast. This has been Episode 1 of the Mayor's Council for NXT. And this session has been adjourned. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more wrestling, brother.